0: It has
1: to say Chris Olsen, because he's the... No, 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 there we go, we've got it. No, it's All not right. on Chris's, it's on mine. I'm recording it on mine. All right, well, I'll okay. well, this for hey. yeah, well, <laughs> 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 Or we'll keep it, just have it at the start. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And then the music hits it. To the phantom zone your new comic book reading club brought to you by uk film review i am your host ian lunny and i'm joined today by my good friend chris buick hello and my better half simone hi before we start i wanted to give a shout out to a member of our team who will be appearing in future episodes andrew stalo who did our amazing artwork that you can see on spotify and all other mediums will be on so the phantom zone as mentioned is your new comic book reading club to help those who haven't really read that many comic books or even graphic novels to know where to start and to be inspired to read some more. And for our first episode, which we're in, we decided to do in honor of the Batman that's come out this month, one of the most influential comic books of all time, The Long Halloween, uh, which we've all read now uh, that we started. (laughs) Simone, you only read it today, right?
2: I shotgunned it in about three hours.
1: How did you find that?
2: I absolutely loved it. Yeah, Yeah, good,
1: good. Um, So what we'll do is a general sort of synopsis. For everybody listening, we're going to just do spoilers, uh, because if if you're listening to this, why? Uh, (laughs) It's a reading club, you should know we're going to talk about the story. Uh, And we're going to talk about the themes and perhaps what we got from it, what things we liked, what things perhaps we didn't like, if there was anything. I know it's from what i got before we started recording we enjoyed this comic book mm. um but yeah we'll see we'll see what we maybe thought could have been better and then also maybe the legacy of this comic book because it's an important one um so the synopsis of it um i know chris has got the wikipedia one in front of him so he can jump in because i will be trying to fill in what, <laughs> what the story is um but basically we are in the early parts of batman's career um in fact Um, it is intended to be a a year after uh, Batman Year One, which was written by Frank Miller. Um, This is written by uh, the amazing Jeff Loeb and the art is by Tim Sale, which is fantastic, which we'll obviously get into as well. And Jeff Loeb intended this to be sort of like Batman's, a bit more seasoned. He's a bit more ready as Batman now, Um, but the city of gotham is not perhaps the one we're used to in the latter comics of the the uh, dc universe so batman is struggling to get gotham under control there's lots of mob uh, actions happening lots of violence is still happening throughout the streets of gotham And as the months go past, a new serial killer is going around killing members of the Mafia. And Batman, along with Harvey Dent and Commissioner Gordon, are trying to find out who this killer is, whilst also trying to defeat the mob that has taken over Gotham and has it under its grips. But as we go through the story, we start to see perhaps the dripping or the bleeding into Gotham, the perhaps more... What's the word I'd use for what we start to see? The extreme elements of Batman's rogue galleries, the the less conventional crime of Gotham. We start to see the Joker, Poison Ivy, Mad Hatter, until we get to the end of the story where things climax with seeing Gotham finally descend into what we know Gotham to be rather than a traditional mafia uh, city. Is that good, Chris, or is there a better one that we can find on Wikipedia?
0: <laughs> you, you, should, you should use yours over the one they have on Wikipedia. Theirs is like two lines. Yours is much better. Oh, really?
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I there's,
0: thought... Theirs is basically about like, there's a serial killer named Holiday Batman tries to stop him. That's pretty much it. You've gone into so much more detail. It's better. So much better.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was a little bit like, I don't want to... It is obviously spoilers, but because we're going to be talking about it, I didn't want to just be like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happens, and then something else happens. Something obviously that synopsis does say, though, is the killer is called Holiday, because crucially, they kill on uh, particular national holidays or events like Valentine's Day. Um, So... Uh, that is of significance because uh, that is why they're named that. And I guess their particular quirk as a serial killer. Um, but yeah, I thought we'll jump straight to you, Simone, because this is the first time you've read it, right? You've read year one with Frank Miller, uh, and this is meant to be a continuation of that sort of Batman mythos. But for the first time you've read it, and you also finished it about two hours ago, uh, <laughs> what, what did you What did you take from it? What did you enjoy? And I guess the themes and... Uh, yeah did your just general take of the long halloween
2: i absolutely loved it i thought it was brilliant um yay
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end thanks for joining and us everybody
2: <laughs> no yeah i i really i really did love it um i loved the the idea about of like sacrifice sort of like mm. running through it um about what batman's sacrificing what uh gordon's sacrificing mm. um what dent is sacrificing um I thought I thought it was brilliant. Nice. I liked that. Are we just going straight in with? Spoilers? Yeah, I think straight I think, think we spoilers?
1: should. Do. <laughs> we should. I love. Just so listeners know, this is the first time we've recorded this, and this also is the second time we've tried recording it because I messed up. <laughs> so if it's a little bit rough around the edges, please bear with us. It will get better as the weeks go on. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope. We hope. We're not. We're not. Also, we're not experts of comic books either. So don't take us as like we know exactly what we're talking about. Actually,
2: actually, both my dissertations were written about graphic novels. So
1: oh, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. But then you claim (laughs) not to. You claim not to be a nerd, which I would say you definitely are. So. I'm not a nerd. No, I think you are. You're on a comic book podcast. This actually was just to prove that you're a nerd. That's. <laughs> mum
2: thinks I'm cool.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, we're going straight into spoilers, Sim. You can uh, say whatever you think. You can be like, this exactly happened in it. Batman fought all these people and then this happened.
2: Well, I liked that, Um, you know, it's 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 Gilda at the end, you know, that, that she's she was the mm. the villain i guess you'd call it but but is she a villain i um, mm-hmm. i liked it i mean it reminded me it was reminiscent of uh mask of the phantasm mm-hmm.
1: great film in that mm-hmm. it was
2: the daughter um there was the one terrorizing everyone in the end and mm-hmm. she was sort of like this this marginalized figure pushed to the sidelines not taken seriously mm. um you know seen as a sort of like this emotional woman Um, and yeah I liked that it's even in the story I kind of felt that she was a bit alienated a bit pushed to the sidelines like not even not considered Mm -hmm. um you know we don't really spend that much time on her Mm -hmm. um and yeah, it... it's, it's yeah. It was it was just like had this moment of like, yeah, what?
1: <laughs> it is interesting that, and we are starting, I guess, at the end of the story, which is fine, as we say, it's a spoiler review. Um, I actually, if we're going straight into likes and dislikes, I actually disliked the twist at the end. I don't, not that it's a bad twist. I think it makes sense for the themes of the the well, yeah, story.
2: Yeah, justice but, and sacrifice.
1: But when you think about it, I'm like, it doesn't how so when did Harvey? when did she start killing people? when did Harvey start killing people? How did they know to like s- stop and start also because the the ending she talks about how she did the first few killings yeah. this is straight into spoilers we haven't even gone we haven't even bothered talking about anything else we've just gone straight to the guts of the story, so she. She says, Oh yeah, I killed these guys, I did it, and then Harvey knew, and like you knew that to pick up so we could have our life together. And obviously it makes a lot of sense for like the themes that like Gotham has descended into a point of no return where Batman's dream of a a better city, the one that maybe could have been attained by his parents, you know, is gone because now it's overrun by those who are completely you know, criminally insane and not just mafia, but like these super villains and having Gilda being that sort of person who was the serial killer almost uh, is the manifestation of that because she was this individual who we, as you rightly said throughout, was just this innocent bystander in the whole story. But I can't help but be like, she was in a hospital bed as well, like really badly hurt is that when harvey took over shooting the the people but then why did they not kill alberto on the boat and it turns out he's not dead and he then kills um is it moroni he kills um that i i i love the comic book i think it's amazing but that ending although brilliant for its like iconography i do it does leave me thinking like huh <laughs> do you, like, do you know what I mean? Um, I get what you
2: mean. I get what you mean. I guess, yeah, I suppose the um the the logistics of it. Um, <laughs> but like there's this quote that Alfred says when uh-huh. he says, and I I wrote it down because I thought it was brilliant. He said, In one's he's speaking to Batman at this point. He says, yeah. In one's quest for justice, I have seen someone even as sane as yourself behave in the most surprising ways. Mm. And I was just like,
1: bong amazing life. yes bingo bingo
2: (laughs) but but on that that works on on many levels like i mean he's obviously you know speaking to batman at this point Mm. but also if we think about you know she's she's she just wants a normal life you know she's yeah she's she's done she's at her wits end it's Um, a bit depressing isn't it like the whole thing is a bit depressing there's that there's a a frame on thanksgiving where Mm. you've got batman looking over the police station mm. um, where the the, the, um, are they, the Irish, Is it, are they just called the Irish? I think they're just called uh, yeah. the Irish. Yeah. The yeah. Irish are, you know, they're, they're being released. You've got Dent with his wife in a hospital bed, like head, mm. head in his hands. And then you've got Gordon just arrived home. He's missed Thanksgiving dinner. It's cold.
3: Mm. And
2: it's this, this idea of this pressure mm. leaning on all of these people and the lengths that they are willing to go to. To to you know look to save their city to look after oh yeah I, oh oh I, I absolutely <laughs> so you enjoyed it. it I did what so, a way to spend a Sunday
1: uh, so Chris did you find the ending like obviously I think both me and Simone are saying we enjoyed the ending but I'm saying that lo- I'm talking about the logistics I guess of how <laughs> they did this did do you find the ending perhaps doesn't although thematically it works does it maybe compromise the rest of the plot like finding out Alberto didn't do it
0: yeah I think I think that's exactly how I feel about it um so I've read this uh, a few times I think maybe four or five now all the way through and um I think the first time I read it and it was revealed that Gilda um Gilda was revealed at the end as being one behind it all I was like whoa it blew my mind I was like okay right because obviously they already had a mini twist where alberto isn't dead and he turns Mm. out to be um one of the holiday suspects and then you get the bit at the end then it's another one where it's like oh actually gildo is behind the first few Mm. but then as i want to do with most things films tv books i started looking when i read back through it or re. um reread it i was like hold on a second um
1: <laughs> wait a minute some
0: things don't add up here <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and, but it doesn't take away it didn't it doesn't really take away from my enjoyment of it i know i i really do get the motivations and what you said thematically absolutely i'm behind it as mm. a as for her, her motivations her reasoning and why she does it, it and I completely agree with what you said, Simone. I really love the female sacrifice throughout this whole thing. And that um that panel you were talking about, the Thanksgiving panel, where they're all basically sacrificing everything in their lives to for this cause that they're doing. Mm. Um, so I totally get the motivations behind it mm. but like we i think we said the logistics of it don't quite, <laughs> don't quite add up um it's... there's a whole wiki on this stuff by the way if you want to is there right, yeah someone's gone but she couldn't have been doing this because she was here and then what happens at this bit but
1: oh has somebody figured it out because that actually would be amazing because it no, doesn't
0: I, I think there's i think from what yeah. i read there are there are issues with e- any of the three suspects so there's issues if you say that alberto was doing certain things and not doing other things it but i think when you if you're all right to let that go which i am oh yeah then, so then, am I. As, and I, think, <laughs> I think we all are i think yeah. <laughs> I, thematically as a whole it brings it all together really nice and really just wraps up that theme or that's what the book's about mm. and yes obviously there's those little Niggly bits that you think about when you really think about it, but as a <laughs> as as a, as a as a as a graphic novel it's just it's brilliant,
1: yeah, that. it is, and I think you know that theme there's a really great youtube um uh youtuber, I should say, uh, but he does episodes of like breaking down comics and stuff, so some of the stuff i've like been inspired by what he said, I think his channel is called Matt Draper. I totally recommend people to to listen to it, but he did the long Halloween. And he was saying that, like, a big part of the themes that we're talking about, obviously, sacrifice and justice is a big thing in Batman's mythology anyway. But he was talking about, like, the long defeat and, like, how, you know, in Lord of the Rings, he specifically talks about Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. R. Tolkien's interpretation of what the long defeat is, that we are always going to get to a point in Lord of the Rings where, like, the battle continues and that's something that like in it I think it's Galadriel who talks about that Um, but Tolkien fought that for life as well uh, that our history is a pattern of long defeats that Mm -hmm. these things are reoccurring and that this really is a long defeat not just a long Halloween because at the beginning of the comic we see three people willing to put everything on the line to get the gotham back that they want Mm -hmm. Um, and they have that great moment on the rooftop where they like almost pledge almost like a blood oath with each other, where they're like, yeah. we will rid Gotham of the villainy that has infected it, where they're just specifically talking about the mafia. And as things get more desperate for the mafia, they start to turn towards the more insane and the more extreme elements of the Gotham, uh, crime, I guess, supervillains, And, um, it's essentially by the end we see the figure of Harvey Dent, this guy who's meant to represent, I guess, the justice system, has also been pulled in to that and is broken by it becoming Two-Face. Mm. And that even though Batman, they've they've found Holiday and they defeated the Mafia, but at what cost? And Gotham is now just forever going to be this place. And that's why I think Batman as a character is very long-lasting because his Comic books as a medium is always eternal, particularly DC. I know there's some comic book series like Invincible where you have a beginning and an end and we we know what the end of that story is. But for Batman, it's going to be an eternal story because obviously he's one of the best-selling comic book characters of all time. But The Long Halloween kind of justifies why that is because his mm. existence is always going to be like this. And he's always going to have to fight because Gotham is irredeemable now. Mm. But he's going to keep trying. And I really felt that came across in this. And I think the artwork is a big part of that as well. I'm not sure if you guys felt like that, but I feel like Tim Sale's artwork with, you know, at the beginning we see just a very standard sort of like wedding. It's a mafia wedding, very similar to The Godfather. Um, And as we progress, things get more distorted, like characters become almost like caricatures, with like, the like um scarecrow is like this really weird thin human who's like completely not in proportion as a human being um and but it works right do we we got that we got that right we got that (laughs) uh (laughs) silence uh no none of us got that ian you weirdo i I do i I do agree
0: i think so i think with (laughs) <laughs> with the illustrations and the writing one of my main observations was, was how full the world seems mm. because sometimes in the comics and but generally in the films batman films everything seems to happen in a vacuum and you don't get a sense of like we are we are stepping into a world or rather than we are just watching you know panels on a page or scenes on a on a on a screen mm-hmm. whereas i feel like with this between, um, especially with the illustrations, you feel like you actually can picture and imagine that you're in the world and you're mm-hmm. part of this story. Mm-hmm. And I like, and I do agree with you. I think as the situation becomes more chaotic for Gordon and Batman as the story goes on, the illustrations reflect that and how frantic it is, like you say about Scarecrow, it becomes a bit more, the situation spinning out of control quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think the illustrations kind of reflect that. Mm. So I do think that the illustrations are a massive part in what makes this story so unique and,
1: in my eyes, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tim Sale's art is fantastic. It is. Like, it is really, really good. And he catches, I think, all of the villains. Like, one of the best... There's so many amazing panels in it, but one of the best panels is obviously when all of the villains turn up at Falcons. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. And all of them are there, and it's kind of like the moment where the supervillains have taken over Gotham it's even, over
0: even the little bits where it's just the black and white panel and it's just punctuated by that bit of color of oh. the icon of the holiday it's just yeah like, brilliantly yeah. done
1: it's it really brilliant. well done I think Simone did you did you is there like any art in it that you stood out for you as like one of your favorite panels I know you mentioned the Thanksgiving one because that is great and I think Tim Sale does so much to show what they're going through visually without even saying anything but is there any other ones that you're like, oh, that's a great one?
2: Um, yeah, I I really loved the um, I actually really loved the way that uh, Poison Ivy is drawn. Um, mm. Mm. I love the way yeah. that like it's she sort of she's all over the panel, like she spread the way that she spreads around. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a jungle that yeah. comes from her. Yeah, yeah it's really very good. good.
2: I love the way that she was drawn. Um. And, yeah, mm. I actually, I, I, can't, I can't really think of, this is terrible. I can't think of any other panel that, was, uh, that really spoke uh, to me. Yeah, um, as as I just read it. This is not really, this is not. You're not giving it a good, good review, things. is it? <laughs> it's, not, it's not indicating good things about my short-term memory, really.
1: Um, We're learning more about you than the comic. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually an intervention. You need help. We need to talk about your memory. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, what was I that, Chris? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry no, 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 no. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just saying. I, one that just sprung to my mind is when uh, I think it's it must be the April Fool's Day segment where oh. Riddler is outlined by the bullets. Oh, yes, I, and it shows him cowering in fear because then that really it hits a lot of character points about Riddler about how he's obviously very intelligent and he's very maniacal and crazy, but he's also mm. a bit of a coward. Mm. So, And I think that really captures all that kind of stuff, but it's also like a really just good freeze frame of, because you mm. think, oh, you're, they're going to kill Riddler, but then it just sort of um,
3: mm.
0: it does, a, does a 180 it's, on you and you're like, oof.
1: It's funny you say that because I was sat with Simone when she was reading this and every so often Simone would be like, why has that happened? And I'll be like, keep reading. Like you, you need to get this read. Like, but then when it got to that one, I was like, why didn't they kill the Riddler? And I was like, it's, it's April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh! Yeah. <gasps>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you went, very good. Very good.
2: I, I did say I did say that. Yeah. Um, actually, no. I've I've just been flicking through, and mm-hmm. one of the. Uh, I can't find it, but there is um, a panel where mm-hmm. Harvey Dent, Two Face, or um, well, he's Two Face now, and mm. there's like a line of smoke, mm. like coming up mm-hmm. the line, the, the divide of his face. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I absolutely is that when? Is that, I'm trying to find it. I think it's I think when they do the, um, the Office.
1: I think so too. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's when he shot Falcone, and the smoke's coming up between the two. Of yes, it, yes, yeah, yeah. that's
2: it. Yeah, and it's 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 all in black and white, apart from the blood. Yeah, and he's got his coin, and you can see that it's 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 the it's the scarred side of it.
1: Yeah, which is awesome, and I think the the artwork of Harvey Dent in particular is really really good because they early on. Uh, something I picked out when reading this again. And obviously, obviously, Two-Face is a character who's existed in comic books way before The Long Halloween was written. Um, it was written in 1996 and then finished in 7. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And um, Two-Face had been a character as Harvey Dent way before this. So it's not like a shock that he's going to become Two-Face. It's just the manner in which it obviously happens is shocking. Um, and obviously it turning out that, you know, as we talked about, that holiday is either him, his wife, or Alberto. We can't decide at the moment. But um, the artwork they do of him is really great. Like, early on in the comic, they use Shadow really well throughout, like on him, Batman, um, Gordon, to show, like, the issues that they're facing. Dr- drama obviously adds to that. But they do it really well with Harvey that his face is always in shadow on one side a lot of the time. And it foreshadows literally that he is going to become 2 faced. And I really liked that. Uh, and then when it did happen, there's very little shadow on him unless it fully shadows him. Which is just, I picked up on that. Maybe it wasn't intended, but I really, really liked that detail that they did put into that. And I think it ad- added to his characterization. Um, was there any character for you guys that stood out? Obviously, Batman's one that we're following, uh, and I do think they do amazing stuff with like him on Mother's Day, which is uh, like, really tragic. Yeah, uh, yeah, that
2: was heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, Lord. but is there any other ones, or even that one, that you both would want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Don't jump in, guys. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> take your time.
2: Pensive. We're being pensive. <laughs> we're thinking, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to... Um... Well, I,
1: you had an interesting interpretation of Batman whilst reading this, Simone, which I'm surprised you've not just jumped straight to to be like, this is what I think. Your interpretation of Batman just wanting to be a police officer and that you were reading it being like Harvey sacrificing stuff and Gordon sacrificing stuff, but Bruce is having a great time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is, though, isn't he? Like, let's let's call, <laughs> let's let's call a spade a spade the man loves what he does he's having a great time you know and i'm not i'm not wrong i'm not wrong i am not wrong in this um
0: i, I you know i can't disagree with you i think he's he's as in this particular story bruce wayne is having fun with uh, selina kyle in his other life and then he's um that is true, actually. He's, and, then, and then he's spending his nights as Batman, but Batman's making the sacrifice. Jim, whereas Gordon and Dent are one person, if that makes sense. So they're mm. making sacrifices for their entire life, whereas mm-hmm. Bruce's life, Bruce Wayne's life is not yeah. theoretically impacted as much as these other two real people and
1: going no, back he's,
2: the... he, yeah he's shielded by his money isn't he yeah <laughs>
1: the damn capitalist he's shielded by his money <laughs> i mean
2: is, is... I, I mean i mean it's true it is true you know that is his power that is his superpower it's privilege let's I feel like, say it
0: and i feel like i feel like ian and i have said before that you know uh, bruce wayne instead of dressing up as a bat and fighting crime should probably just invest more money (laughs) and
1: like arkham asylum clearly is not being run well
0: this is what reforms are for
1: (laughs) like instead of helping people with like severe like disturbed brains he's just beating them up and it's really bad like
2: and he's having a great time while he's doing it
1: yeah he's, and he's exactly. he's constantly whining like oh my city my city's terrible but deep down he's like this is great this is so good i wish i could do this more
2: um he's living his childhood dream i think this is like some <laughs> sort of like maybe it's his inner child you know he he went through so much trauma when he was younger and this is like the way it's manifesting in his adulthood
1: is this like a psychic psychic psycho of bruce wayne <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely, I think you're right, someone, I think given the tragedy he had in his life, it's not enough to try and fix Gotham from a philanthropic... Philanthropic. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Point of view, he has an inbuilt guilt and aggression from that tragedy that he needs to dole out personally. Otherwise, he would just invests in the money so yeah there is that element to him you know he is a bit <laughs> of a psychopath
1: so
2: yeah he's he's there is a there is I still a, love him though <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like yeah beat more people up do it more <laughs>
2: yeah that's, that's you know that's the, the the common the commonality between him and his 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 uh villains you know that both a little unhinged.
1: Yeah, that's true actually. I guess it's as close I mean a comic book that we we probably will talk about in the future because it's one of your favorites, I know, Simone, and I'm certain it's one of yours, Chris. Even though it's not the writer's favorite anymore, but he tends to hate his old work. Um is The Killing Joke. Alan Moore's yeah. Killing Joke I think is probably he delves into that theme of like how Batman's close to his villains, as close to the Joker um and that, you know, one bad day. Can create this person. Um, And I guess, like, it depends on how you interpret the killing joke, because obviously. People like um, Grant Morrison have interpreted it at the end. We are just talking about it now. We're going to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forget ha- Long Halloween. Who cares? Um, at you the got, end, you got to bring this back round. You
2: got to bring it
1: back. We'll bring it back. <laughs> back round. Don't worry. We'll get back to him beating up people in the Long Halloween. But in in um, the Killing Joke, the end, the last panel is him and the Joker laughing together, and a lot of people interpret that as him killing the Joker, and that's why it's the Killing Joke. Mm. But then I've also in- heard Alan Moore say. Personally, I made it sound like I've heard it but I've read sorry him say that uh that wasn't what he meant to do at all like that wasn't and that's a fine interpretation but that isn't what he meant but I do think that that comic does do that and I think in some places I'm bringing it back around, I think in some places in this one we see that as well I think in the the long Halloween I guess the fact that he is shielded by this like mask which is bruce wayne because that's not really him bruce wayne isn't really that person it's batman is his true identity and him going out and doing that is like incredibly insane and the fact he almost kills alberto at the end like he beats alberto within a inch of his life yeah. oh yeah yeah i think shows that like oh he could snap at any minute he could just go out there and just like become a supervillain if he wanted to um, but he doesn't, and that's why we still love him, even though he's a capitalist, awful person. Probably who... not
2: paying all his taxes.
1: Probably not. I Definitely mean, if he's not. <laughs> <laughs> if he's got a car, as I said on our previous um, on our UK film review podcast, me and Chris did one on the Batman. Go listen to it, everybody. Um, if he's got a lazy susan in the Bat uh, Cave where he can put a giant car that's rotating on it. He ain't paying taxes. He definitely isn't paying his taxes. That's for certain. But we still love him. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> any other characterizations that we enjoyed in this one? Like, was Catwoman done well? Or were there other characters we felt maybe didn't get as much time who should have? Uh, or do we think it was all around great? Hmm. Um, oh,
2: no, I know. I, I actually know I, I really enjoyed Catwoman in this. Mm. Um. I yeah I really I really enjoyed her, mm-hmm. um, and I think I, I could see the influence that this had on the film The Batman. Yes, um, for sure. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that was something I was gonna jump to, but I mean, Chris, did you did you have any other characters that you enjoy before we perhaps delve into the legacy of this comic book in in terms of other mediums?
0: Yeah, well, I I really enjoyed the um, the Catwoman represent, representation in this as well. I really like the. Dynamic that is between Bruce and Selena, and ultimately Batman and Catwoman. Um, I feel like I get, obviously, that translates into the new, the most recent Batman film as well, which is good. It's always been a dynamic that is part of who Batman slash Bruce Wayne is um, mm. with Selena. Um, I one one of my only small gripes with the, is the amount of Rogues Gallery that gets introduced. I feel mm. like there is a number of them which is great and i love them all but i feel like because there's so many we don't really get to delve into any of them deep enough do, do you know
1: which one we don't at all that you've, you've just pointed that out and you reminded me something i don't like as well chris there's one? one there's one character who's definitely in it but he literally is in no comics but prior to that scene can you finger which one Simone, if you, you've you just read it as well, can you think? There's one villain who randomly is there, and I remember reading it being like, have I missed an issue? Like, where is this? But he's randomly just there, and it, he is just like, why is he there?
0: As in he's not in the whole thing? He's in a part of it, but... He's,
1: he's in the last scene. He's in the last scene where all the supervillains are. You can't go to the comic book to find out. Simone, if you do that, I'm going to be like, that's not allowed. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think
2: who's in it. Obviously, you've got... Oh, yeah, I found it. Sorry, I won't say.
1: Ah, uh, you've cheated. you cheated. <laughs> you cheated. <laughs> I,
2: can't, I have I, it open in my lap. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't think.
1: <laughs> it's the penguin. Yeah.
0: Of course. Of course he's not in it. <laughs>
1: he's just randomly... Honestly, it's so weird. He's just stood on the table in Falcone's office. <laughs> looking he's great. Just, looking great. He's got a good style. I've always enjoyed the penguin style. He looks good. That's a good top hat. He, he is good. He's pretty. He's, he's just mm-hmm. not in it. <laughs> um, he's just not in it at all. Like he's literally, he's not in it at all.
0: I do want to give a special shout out to Solomon Grundy though, because I was really, oh. I was recently at pub quiz, and one of the questions was on what day did Solomon Grundy get married, and because of this very graphic novel where they recite the nursery rhyme, I knew the answer. So <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, I've never heard that." one I was like, "Well, I I, I read Batman, so now yeah. I know." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did like Solomon Grundy being more of a villain in this, like he's yeah. not really in, well he is in some, but he's not as used as much as like say the Joker is, or or even the Penguin actually, the Penguin's in it a lot more than Solomon Grundy, but I love the Penguin's just renegade in this one to like the table, stand on the table, um, but yeah I agree with you, I think there's maybe too many at points that we don't get to flesh out much with them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're, I think what we do see of them is great, but I feel like it's very much a, they're there and they're not. I think Scarecrow, for example, is a very fleeting presence. And yeah. He, he's effective in what he obviously affects, how he affects Bruce on Mother's Day, mm. but then it's just done, and then we're on to the next one, and then, mm. not to quote Foo Fighters, um, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, I just feel like they could have maybe dropped a couple or... I, I don't know why Penguin was in there at all, but yeah, <laughs> um, he's chilling.
1: You know, that, he's that, right. that,
0: that's my that's my only thing with that is I want to see any of them, but you know, in, in more detail.
1: Fair, because that's fair. All. Yeah, they're all great, and mm-hmm. and uh, there are other ones. Like I guess to the listeners and to each other, um, the follow up to this by both uh, the same team was uh, Dark Victory. Um, which uh, directly sequ- uh, is a sequel to this, which has some of those characters reoccurring in it. And uh, also there was, uh, I think it's called Roman Holiday, and it's um, Catwoman's trip, uh, finding out her sort of like past, which actually leads us very well into the next Part we're going to talk about with the legacy of this one because Roman Holiday actually has a lot to do with the film, the Batman, uh, with her being uh, Falcone's child. I think that's very strongly implied in Roman Holiday. It's been a while since I've I've read that, and I'm probably calling it the wrong thing as well. Um, So, if anybody, Chris, being the fact checker, uh, can find out actually what I'm talking about, that would be great. But that that is um, a really good comic book. What do we feel like the legacy of this comic book is? Because for me. Obviously, the recent film is the most directly like interwoven into this this comic. You know, it has elements of that sort of um, uh, serial killer killing off the parts of Gotham that are not wanted. Not really crime families, but the unwanted parts of the higher respected class of Gotham. Um, but obviously it has a lot of the crime element. Batman trying to be a detective, Falcone, etc., um, but how do we feel in terms of it being a legacy film and uh, a legacy comic for Batman?
0: Um, well, the, first of all, the research fact checker team has come back and it, <laughs> it, it's Catwoman when in Rome, I believe. Oh, that
1: wasn't even close! I just got <laughs> I got the word Rome right and Catwoman.
0: <laughs> it's all right. If you nice do try.
1: it now, we can
0: edit it in. <laughs> okay,
1: wait. Oh, if we both if we're all quiet, I'll just say. Catwoman went in Rome, and then we'll edit in, okay? Okay, go. Cool. Catwoman went in Rome. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll cut it in every time, and nobody will notice. No, anyway, no, yeah, no. <laughs> the legacy of it, what do we feel?
0: Um, well, I think, obviously, the long Halloween now has pretty much been a big influence on two of the Batman franchises, one being this new one, and the other being... Uh, the other one we don't talk about because you don't like it. Um, oh. the Dark the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> um, um with, and I can, but I can see the, I can see the influences for both. Obviously, when, do you? Well, <laughs> do, do you more, more so with the the latest, the Batman? I can see where the sort of triumvirate of Gordon, Dent, and Batman sort of does mm, okay. tie into the Dark Knight, but right. it's kind I feel of, like he's skim read. Is very is very quickly forgotten about and very. Quickly done. The whole characterization of Harvey Dent isn't well done in no. The Dark Knight. When no. you when you put it next to this, especially, sure. not much
1: is very good in that film. Oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> but,
0: but in the interest of not hating on Chris Nolan yet again, um...
1: <laughs> well, some listeners might not know this. This is a new podcast, Chris. We haven't got a. This hasn't got the previous history of the last one. You've got to expect people to be new to this. There isn't a. Canon, if you will, of this uh, one. Yeah. Um, so, for those of
0: you who don't know, Ian hates Christopher Nolan, and
2: uh, it and... is a contentious point in our relationship.
0: Yeah, I was. We actually was really wondering. argue about that.
1: Yeah, no, genuinely, one of the most like heated arguments we've ever had was actually over Christopher Nolan. However, <laughs> you now don't like him as much either, so I stand by that I'm right.
2: Let's. This is a conversation for another time yeah
1: (laughs) we'll do a special
3: Um, we'll do a special
2: let's stick to batman
0: yeah but in terms of the latest Mm. the batman film which is awesome um (laughs) then i i think yeah there's definitely a lot stronger connection between this comic book and that film Mm. obviously you've got batman still in his early years more detecting rather than just jumping around, beating people up and actually putting a clue together, working within the confines of the GCPD to help mm. get where he needs to be. Um, obviously, Bruce, Bruce's family connection to Falcone, or mm. the past with him and his father, mm. that's yeah. really well done in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Um, the, the, the relationship between Batman and Selina I think it is really mm. well done in the Batman as well. Something I've. I'm glad to I love this
1: is just becoming, oh, the Batman. It was so good. <laughs> it was it, so it... good.
0: <laughs> and, but... and, then, and and then obviously the Riddler as sort of the serial killer. Obviously, it's not punctuated on every holiday like it is in the comic, but he starts on Halloween and mm. he still has that kind of um, pattern of uh, taking out the worst the 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 worst parts of this society that he believes are part of why Gotham is the way it is mm. and that I, I, so I feel like yeah definitely the connections are much stronger this and its legacy really for this comic book is gonna be it, for those who haven't seen the Batman and you, sh- you absolutely should um, mm. I feel like then read this and you'll see exactly where that kind of stuff came from and mm. the kind of inspiration for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I think in terms of his comic book legacy, I think, as I said before, I think all three of us have said that the the themes of this one, I think, overarches Batman just generally, that this is going to be an eternal struggle for him mm-hmm. that's eventually going to be lost. He's mm-hmm. not going to win. Gotham's always going to be like this. Um, and I guess, you know, with the, the films, even the ones that I dislike, this is obviously... A factor, I think the blueprint for Batman is very much this comic book. I think anybody who's making a Batman film goes to this comic book. Would you agree sim?
2: Oh yeah, for sure i mean there's hmm. there's there's so much in this that, as Chris has touched upon, like so much of this has made it into Batman films that we've seen. Mm.
3: Like,
2: mm. what i one thing that i um I liked, but I think it it changes in um, mm. the Batman is that idea of his father and the link to his mm. Um In this, it it still leaves him as quite a, a virtuous person. Mm. But in the Batman, they change that. And I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really nice change. I think that works really well.
1: I agree. I think, especially for that version, I think the film that we have, that it totally works. I think in this... You know, he actually does the noble thing and helps Falcone be saved, Um and he has no favor in return. I am right in saying that that, that there is no favor that he calls in from Falcone. Whereas in the film, I think it does add to the element that, like, even though you know Bruce's parents are still good people, they make mistakes, and I I I liked that a lot in the film. I agree with you, Sim. I think that's a a really good change um but yeah I think I think I think that sums up the long Halloween very well unless anybody else has anything they want to add to it um I think we all enjoyed it and I think obviously it's an iconic comic book for us to start on everybody I hope knows the long Halloween um but is there anything else anybody wants to say before we jump past the long Halloween
2: um
1: again don't jump in guys it's all good
2: (laughs) (laughs) no I think I think we've I think we've we've covered all bases there really um Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as well. Just to echo what you said, Ian, about mm. this comic being a very good for those who've never maybe read Batman before or are looking to get into it. This is a good a starting point as any to really understand oh, who the character is.
1: Yeah, totally. I think it's better than Year One because Year One is very like he's not really Batman; he's just a dude who's mm-hmm. beating people up. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like he's dealing with his Rose Gallery. You get that all introduced, so I agree with you, yeah. It's a good one to start on. Read read The Long Halloween if you haven't. And if you haven't, why did you listen to this podcast? There's, <laughs> there's a really weird thing to do, to just sit through this and be like, well, yeah, I'll probably read that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, what we will do now is quickly introduce our comic book for next uh episode whenever that will be hopefully it'll be in a month it might be sooner so stay tuned to your spotify have us on your notifications our instagram as well you can find that it's just the phantom zone underscore um so we are going to be doing next which is simone's choice we're going to be doing sex criminals um, <laughs> um which is written by chris you've got it in front of you haven't you it's written by an art by who
0: Uh, Matt Fraction and (laughs) Chip Zdarsky.
1: Fantastic. And do we have a small synopsis before, or are we going to save everything for the next one? Shall we save it for the next one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Again, listener, or listeners, hopefully plural, (laughs) this is very rough, so hopefully the next one will be better.
0: (laughs) Can I also point... Right now that might be the only time the phrase sex criminals has gotten a cheer ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <six criminals. laughs> and this is going on the internet, so it can yeah. easily be edited for people to make it sound like we're absolute mad people, which is yeah. great. Um, before we go, we thought we'd do a quick bit of nerd news as we're calling it. We should have a jingle for that for the next one. Nerd uh,
3: news just are. that
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit it that in every time <laughs> um so yeah i guess starting off in our sort of comic book related stuff we had the uh, miss marvel uh trailer come out which simone i know you're a big fan of miss marvel comics uh and you've written a lot about her in fact i'm fairly certain that was in your dissertation if that serves me correctly if i remember it
2: was um,
1: yes. it was, it was. Yeah. see i remember these things um
2: I mean, you were there. I was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the trailer? Because I don't—I'm not sure. When I watched it, I was like I don't know if you're going to enjoy this trailer.
2: I. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to watch it, obviously. Yeah. Um, because I really, really love Miss Marvel. I love I love those comics. Um, I think Kamala Khan is an amazing character. We
1: we might we might do it. When it comes out, just like, but you know, you know.
2: they've changed her powers, and i'm not I'm not really sure how how I feel about it, mm. um, yeah, it's like this weird doctor strangey glitter <laughs> stuff going on, and yeah, I don't know, it just it feels
1: yeah, I, it's... It's, it's
2: it's like I don't know it's i. <laughs> It's hard to explain how I feel. It's just so visceral. Um,
1: it's weird. It is more like Captain Marvel's. I actually, when watching it, felt like it looked a little bit like Jubilee from X-Men. That's <laughs> a little bit like...
2: That's not a bad comparison.
1: Why has she got these sparkly powers?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it kind of felt like it was uh, infantilizing them a little bit. Like, mm. like oh, you know, she's, she's a teenage girl. Of course they're going to be glittery and sparkly. And it's like, mm. why...
1: Mm. Did you get that as well, Chris? Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen
0: the trailer. I mm. must say, I'm from a comic book perspective. I'm coming from a place of ignorance when it comes Ooh, to this. No, yeah, but um, <laughs> I saw the trailer, and then uh, I think I saw it on a link on Twitter, and then mm. I man- I for some reason which i never do scroll down through the comments and i saw a lot of people echoing the same kind of sentiment that you someone just said about how things have changed and i was like oh maybe i should so i've taken steps to try and investigate in this before it comes out Mm. um i thought the trailer was fine i was the, like like someone said, I will watch it because I've watched everything else, and yep. that, that's the way it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what we do. to Dem- rules. <laughs> they, they, they've, they've
0: they've they've had us in their hooks since two thousand and eight, so you know there's no going back now. Yeah, so, I'm in um, too deep. You sound yeah. a little bit like a drug addict. Yeah, I'm not going back.
1: I have not my
3: Marvel
0: fix in three months. I need Spider Man. But yeah, I, like I say, I'll watch it. I, I'm going to try and. Um, Educate myself on it um, more before June, I believe it comes mm. out. Um, I would say I'm more excited or more up on Midnight because it looks crazy. as Yeah, hell. that looks really good. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really. Also, it's Oscar excited Isaac as well. It's and, yeah, Oscar yes, Isaac. exactly. So um, maybe I'll be more excited for Miss Marvel once I know more about it. But mm. um, uh, yeah, so oh, you might
1: not be because of the power changes, said. Oh, you might, you might read it and let like, someone be a bit like, mm, you know. So maybe don't read it, Chris. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a real quandary now. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, you're going to leave this podcast going, what do I do with my life? What should yeah. I do? Um, um, yeah, I mean, it does look good. It, I mean, Mar- Marvel always looks good, but it is weird they change. The, the
0: thing map. as well is, the t- I've actually quite enjoyed the TV shows that have come out. Um, they are to, really to, to To varying levels, obviously. Um, Loki's amazing. It's the Loki's amazing. I really enjoyed the first Few parts of One Division, same half yeah, really and a bit, I uh, before it sort of transcended into just the norm Marvel oh, stuff. Um, the Scholar Witch,
3: she's a yeah. Scholar Witch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just
0: a bit like, oh, okay. Um, but I, you know, and I, I trust Marvel. I just don't know if we should be shilling to such a massive corporation, but here we go. <laughs> maybe, we'll get free, maybe we'll get some free comics. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, Marvel, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Kevin we'll Feige. chill. We'll just say it's great. We don't care. We have no morals.
0: Kevin's fine, if you're listening. Um, but yeah,
1: I, of course it, he is. He loves ca- this stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: If they <laughs> carry on their track record, I have no reason to believe I won't enjoy it. So
1: Yeah, true. The the other bit of nerd news that I had, which I think all three of us have been a bit like, and I, this will be our last one for today. It's only a brief one. Um, so we can dissect what went wrong with this podcast and what went right. Um... Is that there's an I Am Legend two coming out, which I'm really confused by. Like, I don't know why that's coming out. Like, why? <laughs> why?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, why? <I>, <laughs> like, I uh, did, did. I didn't really like that film anyway. The book's great. The, the book, book is, is a, fantastic. A, the book is like genuinely one of the best books I've ever read. Um, the film is like, eh, like it's really eh, but. I'm intrigued is I know Will Smith's producing this, but do we know if he's actually in this film? yeah he's he in can't it.
2: he can't be in it. I mean, like he died <laughs> at the end of the first one, but there's right? an
1: alternative ending
2: oh yeah where, yeah, where, where, where he yeah. like hands over the the zombie yeah and they well, all vampire just want, like...
1: vam- vampire it's meant but, to be a vampire, I
2: know, but in in the film they're zombies, right.
1: They mm. are zombies? I feel they're,
0: like I feel like they're zombies who can't go in the sun, so they're both <laughs> they're like a mix of the of two. So I don't. They're their own thing.
2: No, no, they're not dead. They're sick they're sick <laughs> they are right yeah. i'm right right sick it sounds have, like, like, like you
0: just try to be really politically correct <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they're a bit sick it's they're, fine <laughs> they've
2: got like some sort of blood disease
0: they are living <laughs> challenged <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, that seems to be something yeah they, they, they have like a blood disease and he cures it with his own blood or their blood or someone's blood <laughs>
0: I re- reading from wikipedia it says will smith will reprise his role alongside How? michael b jordan he
2: How? dies
0: he dies yeah, unless... i know, I know. <laughs> that's why, that's why when it was nice. i was like huh, okay. unless
1: unless they just start the film with him being alive and just assume that everybody thinks that the alternative ending is the one that actually happened Maybe. do you know when you have like cognitive dissidents and they just go yeah everybody will just think that happened. They're like
2: Maybe Mandela they just... effect, Mandela effect. As well.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they just deny it. If you deny it enough, people <laughs> believe it. So they're just going, he didn't die, go, but he did. But no no
1: no no, 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 no. No, 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 he didn't. He definitely didn't. Or will it be, this could be, this is the only way I think it would be interesting is that because obviously the film is I Am Legend, he could turn up alive and just be like, oh, that's the story you heard. Because obviously that's how legends are, aren't they? Ah, Yeah, right. Yeah. As in told told by
0: someone else.
1: Yes. Like some person could be like, oh, I heard this guy who did all this stuff. And then he could be sat there hearing this story. And then, oh, my God, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. They'll have a (laughs) campfire. This is actually it. They'll have a campfire or some people are going to be talking. And then Will Smith will have a hood on. He'll look up and then that's the camera all like cut to black.
0: Like it's a story from Are You Afraid of the Dark or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually how they're going to do it. <laughs>
2: like, you
1: heard it here first.
0: Maybe they don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe they've just announced it, and now they're all just staring at a blank whiteboard going, oh. Well, if they are, <laughs> give
1: me a call. I'll write that stuff to make sense. Yeah on that note i think it's a good time to say thank you for listening thank you for bearing with us <laughs> um i hope you've enjoyed it and thank you guys for joining me on the first pilot inaugural episode of the phantom zone um i hope you guys enjoyed being here um chris and Simone, and you'll be Absolutely. back for sex criminals yeah. Whey. Whey. Hey. <laughs> whenever we mention it now we just got to cheer um, but yeah thank you for everybody for listening and uh, we hope you join us for the next one whenever that will be so yeah soon hopefully fingers crossed I'm just going to stop talking thanks
3: thank you <laughs> bye bye,
1: bye. <laughs>